Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for the most popular and least listened to podcast in the world, the Sixth Sense Media Podcast, with your host, Mike Phelan. So, um, how, how has COVID affected you as an actor? How has it affected the whole industry? Man, as an actor, it kind of sucks. Yeah, I'm, fact, I'm sure. Yeah, and I feel for production and, and, and the studios because, you know, they're obviously paying 25, 30% more of their budget to have a COVID uh, um, regulated set. Mm -hmm. uh, and like I shot, I shot on uh, Outer Banks during COVID uh, season two, and I took 15 COVID tests in, in a matter of like five days. It was one right when you get there, one, one at lunch, one when you, you know, it's just, I don't know. It just really, it sucks, man. Like it's not, you, you're not free to walk around you feel as an actor on set you feel constricted and 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 like you know sometimes you like to walk around and really get in your headspace for the character but they make you stay in the trailer until somebody gets you you know but like from as an actor like like you know the momentum it's killed a lot of people like mm -hmm. i just i'm grateful that i've i've had some pretty cool stuff happening uh, kind of in the works and, and and coming to fruition during 2020. So um, it's affected me in terms of, you know, flying and stuff, but I don't know, man, I, I, we shifted, we shifted the business to, um, to distribution. So mm -hmm. we have a distribution label that distributes horror films, features. It's called Kamikaze Dog Bites. And, uh, and um, it's kind of my way of helping filmmakers and starting a business as well with my partner, Andrew Vandenhelm. Mm -hmm. Um, we've been, we've been killing it. I mean, it's actually been one of the best years yet. <laughs> yeah. It, this past year, cause I cover mainly indie films. So yep. this past year has seen that huge deluge of just indie films, like stuff that sat for a while because getting distribution is, is tough exactly. and just things that have been sitting since 2016, finally making it out. I mean, some of it's good, some of it's bad, but at least it's getting out there. I mean, getting out, that's what I tell all the filmmakers. It's like, Look, you want you want to secure that slot, you know. And, and mm -hmm. you know, there, we have two slots for a month. We have a um, output deal with Gravitas and Red Arrow Studios, so um, they allow us to do two films per month. And basically, you're circumventing Gravitas and going through us, um, and kind of getting that almost that Midas touch and personal attention. You know, um, we just love marketing. We're filmmakers, so it's it's we're in a good position to help other filmmakers. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, but my heart does go out to people who are actually trying to distribute during COVID. It's, it's, uh, it's not easy, and it's scary, man. It's scary for them, scary for the investors, and, uh, and that makes me want to do better in my job as a distributor. So, how is the distribution model working now with COVID? It used to be you would go, you would go to the film festivals, right, and you would screen. Yeah, yeah. You do, uh, depending on the title, depending on 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 uh, on um, uh, how elevated it is with cast. Mm -hmm. You know, you would get a day and date, and even if, if you do get a day and date, it's really a limited amount of theaters. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where you get your push through that in, in film festivals. Um, but a lot of a lot of the films are going straight to the VOD. So, um, which is which is, I don't know. It's 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 good and bad, you know, because it's good in a way that you know your film has been sitting there for four years, and now you finally have you have a platform and everyone's home, like people mm -hmm. are to watch it um so i don't know i mean this it's uh that's a model these days i mean 
unless you got a really big name in your film and you're getting you're getting you know international deals and and domestic and you know you just you just got to pray that whatever you throw on the wall sticks <laughs> and that your film's good and is marketed correctly because yeah. that's the key is you're not just thrown into a machine you know um but man we, we we're more focused on building like the culture of our mm -hmm. company and you know filmmakers have the ability to call me or email me any time of day doesn't matter and I, I do my best to just respond immediately even if i'm busy and I'll, I'll just pick up the phone and be like hey yo i'm busy i'll call you back in a little bit i'll get the answers to it so that's that's uh that's kind of like how we're approaching it and it's it's pretty nice it's refreshing we're building a nice little community of filmmakers um talented ones too so how do you go about uh, screening uh, the films and the filmmakers uh, for your distribution label? Do you have right a, <laughs> I mean, I mean, how uh, screening them for quality and what, oh, you what know, are you, what's kind of your checklist for what you want to have your name on? Look, the checklist is this. I, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll start from the beginning. And if I'm if I'm at 12 minutes and I'm not like looking at my phone or, you know, looking at the time, I'll keep going. Mm -hmm. um, you. And after like after the thirtieth film I've watched as a as a distributor, you kind of develop like a strategy and on how to like sift through these, you know, and and, and see what is actually of quality. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the stuff now is being referred to us, so uh, from the filmmakers that we we've, we've been working with, so they know kind of the quality of what we're looking for. Um, we have some pretty we have some movies that look amazing. Like we just. We just did one that I was actually an actor in as well, uh, with Jeffrey Reddick, the uh, um, Final Destination creator, and he it was his directorial debut. It's called Don't Look Back, and uh, I mean it's that one just it took off and people people are just loving it. We're still getting reviews and 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 feedback from it since October. Mm -hmm. That kind of gives you an idea of like you know it does it didn't die the first month or two. <laughs> it's still going it's awesome <laughs> um but no i mean you can tell quality man like you know even the lower quality stuff you can you can it's it's kind of forgivable with like mm -hmm. good composition and good acting you know um if i see bad acting i won't i won't continue it's hard <laughs> I watch bad acting. yeah i get uh i get maybe 10 screeners a week and i don't I don't do reviews anymore. Back in the day, I would review anything and everything that came through when I worked for Dread Central. Uh, but now it's just like, if I start it and I just see that there's no passion in it, bad yeah. acting I can forgive. But mm -hmm. if there's no passion, if it's just like, I, I put some people in front of a green screen and, yeah. and bought a bunch of assets from like Shutterstock, sure. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch it. Those are out there, man. <laughs> But the it, hardest thing for me to do is tell a filmmaker no, like that. That's oh just yeah, yeah. Great art, and you know, I, and the ones that I know I'm going to get are the ones I'll pause like halfway through, and I'll call the filmmaker personally and be like, "Yo, this shit is oh, excuse me, this, this is it's great. all right, it's fine, like, you're fine." I was like, "You got a, you got a very special project here." I've done that on mm -hmm. several occasions, and uh, and you know, when when I do that, I don't know, it's just like it creates this nice little rapport. With me and the filmmaker and we we just start talking i start asking a lot of questions about like how did you get this shot and mm -hmm. you know how the composition is great your scoring is awesome um you know a good filmmaker when you meet him mm -hmm. i mean you just know you know and and we and we're looking you know we, we fund we're funding movies as well like lower budget movies and but with higher higher quality 
you know, <laughs> at lower budgets. <laughs> Um, well, how are you? How are you getting your scripts for that? Who's are are you? Are you having a pitching process, or are you just getting scripts that you're really liking and putting? Yeah, those we, that? we get scripts that we like, and and uh, um, a lot of times, uh, like we we end up uh, starting a management company through this whole process as well because we're noticing like the directors that we're picking up, mm -hmm. director writers, they don't have management, and they're amazing. Yep. So we're like, look, we have this company that we is already branded. Let's let's run a management company through it and so everything just kind of intertwines itself you know as we're packaging everything together we'll put out talent in there as well so it works i'm really enjoying it man and and the thing i like the most about it is i don't have to travel mm -hmm. like it's crazy i was i could do everything here in this room <laughs> i have does that mean that you that you kind of put acting on the side burner and, and do this more full time no, I'm auditioning too i mean in the next room over there i have my entire audition set up mm -hmm. and, and uh you know i have you know when when you work through so many of them you, you start to develop like a, a process and a streamlined process and i have that like i just auditioned for um pretty big big role in a big studio film so um i might get it auditioning doing the tapes yourself versus actually going in and sitting down in front of somebody do you feel that there's a big difference in how you perform individually versus in front of somebody 100%. which would be the better result do you think yeah the better result would i, I love being in the room man because you get to you get to sculpt the energy in the room and just mm -hmm. play with, you know um just play with the people who are in there you know oh yeah specifically like i had i had an instance where i auditioned for rob reiner um, and it was a um, it was a Woody Harrelson movie, and when I walked in, I don't know what what followed me into the room, but I literally saw like this positive like flow of energy, like just sweep the room, and I was like, oh, I got this one, I got it. So I and I did my audition, and I walked out, called my agent, I booked my flight to go film for the day that they have it set up, <laughs> like before I even got the job. So. That, those are little games you play as actors and, you know <laughs> uh, how did you get the uh the role that you have in uh, cobra kai season three so cobra kai um was through my agent uh -huh. uh, who, who you know i auditioned for the role i auditioned for another role prior to that um as a bartender i couldn't really pinpoint exactly which role that was when i was watching it but um maybe they changed the lines or something or maybe they cut the role but I, I was kind of bummed I didn't get that role because mm -hmm. you know you want to get in before like the season ends and you never know yeah. this come back right. So when I when I saw Vietnamese cunning evil like I was like this is all me man. I, I speak four Vietnamese dialects like it's it's fun you know. Um, but the casting director they've cast me in uh, multiple projects over the course of uh, my ten year career um, and they I shot it in that room and. Uh, I want to say I booked it off a of tape, which is awesome. Because when, when was that filmed? It had to be, I'm October guessing, 2019. Oh, that's what. Yeah, I thought like everyone's standing a little too close. <laughs> for it to yeah, be, no, 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 no. Last year, <laughs> super cold. I mean, yeah. what you don't know is that it was freezing. Oh, sure. <laughs> muddy. You know, I want to say it. It kind of sort of rained. Uh, oh, actually, it did rain one of the day, one of the nights, and then it was just sopping. It was, mm -hmm. but you know, everyone was everyone was just really 
dude, there's something about people who are working in the Karate Kid franchise. Like, they have such a good vibe. Every mm-hmm. single person. You know? Um, I don't know. I wish I wish you could be on set like and feel it because there's no way you can really explain that. Oh, I yeah. think I have I think I have a proxy for you for that. I was on the I was at uh, the first season of Stranger Things in Georgia with all the kids and you could tell just the way their energy was and how everyone was so positive. Yep. And I was like there's going to be something it, maybe it only lasts one season but everyone's going to remember it and then just took off. But yeah. you could tell yeah. by just being around the Duffers and Millie and the kids and you're just like there's something about the energy they all have together that's just it's going to resonate with people yeah yeah it comes I'm from so the top glad it did oh yeah it comes from the top duffy brother those guys are killer man they're, they're amazing mm-hmm. um the the leaders on our on our set you know john john josh and hayden they're 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 um uh college buddies so to watch like three brothers you know essentially brothers just creating this monster like this <laughs> core guy franchise it's amazing to see that and they were just so like giving and super nice to people. Um, and that stuff's infectious. When you when you show up like that, no one can be no one can be jackasses after that. You know? <laughs> Everyone's gonna show up to set on time, no one's gonna be standing around the commissary man, forever. Man, like you, you're part of the karate kid franchise. Mm-hmm. Like you're blessed. Like that's what it is, you know. And yeah. you got to be part of one of the major events that that sets up one of the one of the greatest villains of the 80s <laughs> oh, it's crazy I, I joked about this on another interview was i said uh if that if that pit was full of uh, turtles it'd be, it'd be turtle kai <laughs> sloth sloth kai or something you know so <laughs> snapper kai <laughs> snapper kai <laughs> but uh yeah no no it, it didn't dawn on me until my buddy was like dude you know you're the reason why they named it that and it, and, and it hit me and I said, like, wow, I am. That's awesome. <laughs> you're, you're the catalyst for the, for the entire series or the entire franchise as a whole. Insane. <laughs> so blessed, man, really. Like, you know, you lose one opportunity and then you're put into another situation where, mm-hmm. you know, you I'm talking about something that I'm, I love doing. So I noticed uh, when I watched uh, that sequence today, I noticed it seemed like it, the way it was cut, it seems like there was supposed to be some more of you leading up to that, but it wasn't in there, or maybe I missed it, but was, was there graphic. more Was there was, more to that? It was graphic. I think it was too graphic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but I mean, you talk about, look at John, look at Crease and how evil he is, you know, if we ever sat and asked her the question, like, why, why is he so evil? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the reason. And everything that I did to him back then kind of shaped him for, to, to who he is now, right? Um, except for the, I mean, <laughs> Koala Kai, did you see that commercial that he did? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most brilliant thing ever. <laughs> it made me chuckle. Um, but no, they, uh, uh, yeah, it was, I tortured him, so. What do you expect from someone who gets tortured for years, you know, or however long we did it? <laughs> but I guess I guess this means that we won't be seeing that character come back, or could we possibly see that sequence reinstated somewhere in the future? It's it's kind of hard to tell because it's such a 
you know what? It, with these guys, it wouldn't surprise me if they called, you know, and said, hey, we want you to come back as the old guy. And <laughs> guess what? I'm on a plane, baby. Like, I'm there. <laughs> you know? but, but, you know, it, their job is to carry the story along and make it as interesting as possible. And mm -hmm. they did a great job at it. Um, congrats to them for picking up season four before they even aired season three. So, mm -hmm. um the possibilities are endless for them. I mean, I'm very, very happy for, for it. Couldn't have happened to a better group of guys. Um, there's so many spinoffs you can do. Like, who do we want to come off of? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I know where they'd go for the next season. You can see you can see them building up to who they want to include. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's going to mean they're going to bring Hillary Swank in too, but it would be interesting to see. You know, everyone's saying that too, and you know, you know they're going to be like, all right. We need to bring Hillary Swank back. <laughs> yeah. Let's just wrap up that storyline. How cool! How cool is that though? That all of them, like you got all the original actors. Like you never, I don't, I don't remember anything that that's ever done that. Like, is there anything out there that's? There's there's some series, but what what Cobra Kai does is it it treats it with respect. It doesn't try to rewrite the yeah. characters in yeah. the series to be something else. It's like these are who they are. They're people aren't going to magically change. Yeah. You know, adults aren't going to magically go from being bad guys to all of a sudden nice guys. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, keep yeah. them villains because that's what we liked. That's where a lot of other series that try to do that retro thing fail, but where Cobra Kai does it right is it keeps the people who they are. How cool, how cool is it that everyone started gravitating towards uh, Johnny Lawrence? Yeah. I, I didn't see that coming. I thought he would yeah. be just yeah. the way they pitch it to you at the very first season years ago was that he's just going to be a jerk it's oh. like oh i suddenly feel sympathy for him i wasn't yeah. expecting yeah. that <laughs> why Why do you think that is uh, because the redemption story when done right when taking when you take your time with it and build it yeah it's it's enjoyable to watch mm -hmm. and, and relatable giving, yeah and relatable giving too. daniel the kind of antagonist role in the first season was a switch but it made sense he would be cocky by then he would be kind of a uh, a jerk so it, it's a nice reversal it's yeah it's refreshing yeah it, it's it. something you don't always get to see done well that's yeah. what i always like to say you see it but you never see it done well yeah exactly <laughs> exactly that's awesome did you did you watch it uh did you watch season one and two leading up to three or did you just jump right into three i jumped right into three yeah yeah I got people that like I think this is a third time watching it all the way through mm -hmm. and it's it's easy to watch it's short episodes and you know depending where you live rainy days you know you can knock that thing out in a day <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that's what my wife tends to do with any period piece uh things that come out she'll binge oh. like the entire season in a weekend and I'm like you you already watched all of Outlander like yep sure is she waiting for yeah there's a new one coming out 27th I think yeah, <laughs> I know. I've got. I've got. No, to get, I've got to get no, to, uh, like, stars for her so she after, can watch it. After I finished watching Outlander, I kid you not, I was walking around saying, "I cannot. I cannot." <laughs> <laughs> I got her the cook, the Outlander cookbook, the official cookbook. Oh no, <laughs> nice. Just because, like, if I'm gonna have to suffer through the series, you can at least make something from this Eat book. Something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at least feed me while I have to sit here. And do awesome. This. That's awesome. But she has to suffer through all the the indie films and everything that I watch because she's the way she approaches TV and movies is very much from a, a normal everyday person kind of thing, not like from an industry yeah. person like you and I would. Yeah. So 
if she's watching something that's really low budget and corny, she'll just be like, I don't want to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> you like it's my job. <laughs> like, okay, I'll watch it. I'll watch it in the studio. You don't have to suffer <laughs> through it. So, but yeah, it's just, it's just, it's difficult for that. And, you know, she's, she's been in the industry. I've been in the industry and she's just like, you don't have, if you don't have the love for it, it's hard to sit through some of that stuff. You guys have kids? Yeah, we do. We have one. Oh, how old? Uh, six. Nice. I got a seven year old. Yeah, she's uh she's got she's got a mouth on her that just won't stop. <laughs> I never knew anyone could talk so much for so long. Opinions, man. They have opinions. Oh yeah. No. Eventually I hope to have her do this job for me so I can be interested in film and, and acting or she likes to sing, but she's not so much uh, into being in front of the camera. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't know. It's it's hard. I to be honest, I wouldn't want her to get into the industry just because I know what it's like. Well, you it's, got no control over it either. Yeah, I, <laughs> but I would say if you're going to get into it, get ready for, you have to have very tough skin and you have to get ready for a lot of rejection. Or be a sound engineer because those, those guys get paid first on set. <laughs> <laughs> or, get, or, do reality, or do reality <laughs> television like my wife yeah. and I did. And that's that's just quick blowing through it the assistant Where, director what did you guys do we did a series for uh a e called fix this yard yeah yeah and she's been on um say yes to the dress uh, this dress or whatever it was and then i've done lots of background stuff for horror movies way back in the mid-2000s i'm a sucker for diy like diy reality shows man man but so much goes on behind the scenes that they yeah, don't let you I'm see so serious <laughs> it took I, us two days to renovate this house You're like no it didn't <laughs> yeah like what six months or something yeah you guys were in my house forever oh, man. <laughs> coming okay. home the sound guy's got his feet up on his on my table playing xbox i'm like um i'm just gonna go out to eat <laughs> wait you guys were the you guys were the ones who were on yeah you were the, oh wow yeah Wow. Oh, I thought you ran the production behind. No. <laughs> Folks. No, when that happened, I had uh I had semi-retired from the industry for like five years. I just given up. But uh our realtor knew that the production company was looking for people, so they sent the PA uh to my place and just shot us for a couple minutes, and then they were like, Okay, we can sell the big dopey guy. And his and his tall Amazon wife on, as, as for this series. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Like, fix my house. Yeah, give me a free house, <laughs> or not a free. Give me a free yard. I mean, wow. it definitely helped. It we were able to sell it for like about thirty grand more than we paid for it. <laughs> wow. I want to see pictures of before and after. Oh my god, it was it was great. Um, it took a lot of work to maintain it, but then when we sold it, the people that bought it just gave up. And did you do it during hurricane season? No, we did it. It was f February. Yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah, That's right cool. in February. So, yeah, there was like almost no rain and everything was all really chill and cool, but thanks for uh thanks for shielding me from uh, doing any reality. Yeah, just don't My house Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that and the NDA that you have to sign is <laughs> They'll sue you like 10 times west of tomorrow if you, if you mess up. <laughs> so, um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I've just got about to wrap it up. But uh, for, for people that are looking to get into the industry, either 
getting into the distribution side or getting into the filmmaking side, what, what words of wisdom would you have for those people that are just getting started out? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not, maybe pre-COVID because <laughs> yeah. we have no idea how the industry is going to work now. Because I think, I think you can carry it during any time is, is really make sure you have a good team around you and, and you have to uh, put your ego aside, man. Just go in, make your mistakes and, and your team will help you make less of those as you move forward and grow together and, uh, and just have fun with it. I mean, I, and do it, you know, I, I know so many people are just talking, talking about it. And mm-hmm. all it takes is that one little nudge, like, what are you waiting for? Simple question. And next thing you know, I'll get a text a month later saying, dude, I did it. And that makes me so happy, man. Like it's, you know, um, I think, I think, make make smart decisions and just have a good team oh would you suggest people actually make that move to la or go to the other no. hot spots like louisiana or georgia or vancouver no man like southeast is booming like, <laughs> you know, i said this in another interview it's like i have my car packed for la mm-hmm. um, thinking that i had to go out there and uh i got a call when i was exit when i was at the uh at, on the Atchafalaya basin bridge near lafayette in louisiana Mm-hmm. I booked some projects that I auditioned over the course of four months and I just turned the car around and never left. So everything on my resume is Southeast Atlanta, you know, Georgia, Louisiana, um, um, Texas, and Florida. No. Do we actually have anything going on in Florida? Because you, guys, been... you guys actually launched one of my first few credits. It was a burn notice. Oh, Miami, really? Miami had burn notice going on the glades. Uh, I don't think I got, I didn't get on the glades, but um, there was a lot of action down there, but like every state, tax credits. Yeah, yeah we, lost, we lost those and everybody packed up. Everyone, guys, guys, every actor I knew moved away. to Louisiana. <laughs> yep. Everyone I knew was like, no, we're going to Louisiana because that's, that's where it's happening right now. And then we lost it to Georgia for a minute. And now the, the scale is kind of tipping back. And, you know, I think everyone's, everyone's eating now. Alabama and Mississippi, they're getting it too. Um, Tennessee, mm-hmm. Ohio. So I'm happy to see. Yeah, I know, right? Ohio. Yeah, I know Arizona is starting to pick up, but yeah, I didn't. I had no idea about Ohio. That seems Dude, like Ohio. Such a... Watch, mark my words. Ohio's going to be a uh, a place to be. It seems so temperamental that you really yeah. wouldn't want to film there most of the year. I know it is, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It, it seems like it seems like they'll they'll have a lot of good locations in Ohio as well. So oh yeah, um, shoot everything. Shoot everything from. April to August, you know. Oh, your Christmas movies in the middle of July. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, but man, just I, I think I think at the end of the day, if you enjoy what you do, you really, you really don't work a day in your life. You mm-hmm. really and and I'm I'm living I'm living proof of that. I love yep. what I do. You know, um yeah. I, I appreciate it. Thank you very much for taking your time and your candor. I, I truly appreciate it and I I can't wait to see what you got coming out out of your distribution model. I really want to see what what films have made have made your mark to. Check to it out, man. We're, we're uh, yeah, we're, there's a lot of press on stuff we're doing, and everything's getting staggered. So things are coming out quicker than I ever imagined. Mm-hmm. But like Kamikaze, you know, K A M I K A Z E, Dogfight, and dot com. You've been listening to the Six Sense Media podcast. You can find more of our celebrity interviews and roundtable discussions on iTunes, Podbean, and SoundCloud.
Be sure to check out our movie, TV, and video game coverage at SixthSense.com and FanBolt.com.